Hello and welcome to another edition of the Streamcast. I am Static Shock and I'm joined by Blade. And today we have a very special guest. A few pods ago we had Matt from Burnout Brighter and today we have got yet another guest from Burnout Brighter, the coolest group of gamers, the other side of the pond. We really appreciate their work when it comes to indie game reviews as well as podcasts and their super funny bonus stage content. Please welcome Destiny. Hey guys, what's up? Hello there. So I know you guys picked names, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to be Nyota Aura from Star Trek, who is like, you guys know who she is? I don't. Quick but... Google search will tell me. Quick, quick Google search, and then when you see who it is, you're going to be like, how did I not know who that was? She's not from the original crew, Spock, is she? Yes, the original crew. Oh, cool. Yeah, she was really cool. Yeah, so that's, just call me Nyota for the rest of the, the show. Right, really good pick. All right. Also, yeah. like I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan, but I ha- Star Trek fan. Sorry, um, but I have Star Wars and Lower Decks. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Um, I have started watching Lower Decks. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's so oh, good. Enough. I, it's so good. I it's so good. I can't stop watching. It's the best thing I've seen all year. Well, top five things I've seen all year. Oh, nice. Oh, now I'm still watching there? Bob's Burgers. Oh, that's also nice, very yeah. good. Yeah, yeah it's I'm up there that. massively. <laughs> <laughs> so, Destiny, obviously you're part of Burnout Brighter, but for people who don't know what that is, would you like to tell the people a little bit about what you do for them and what they're all about? Absolutely, guys. So the Burnout Brighter podcast is a podcast that focuses on mental health, gaming, and social justice issues. I like to bring a lot of attention to social justice issues and use our platform to raise Black voices, people of color. That's kind of like my shtick in it. Not that Matt and Darren don't want to, but I feel like as a Black female voice and wanting to see more inclusion and diversity within this industry, that's something that I put on the forefront moving forward with our podcast and everything that we go into. And just really quickly, we are going to be doing a special series for Black History Month for the United Kingdom, partnering with Raise the Game and Yuki. And you guys will be one of our special guests on the show, which I'm really excited about. So yeah, that's kind of what I do on the show. And I talk a lot of smack and I keep Darren and Matt in check. So yeah, that's, that's me. It's very needed and it's much appreciated, <laughs> especially that last bit. We love that and we love Darren, but yeah. <laughs> I think you complete the, the, the platform, the group, right. the trio. And uh, we are more than happy to partner up with Yuki as well and be on your special showcase. I think it's a great opportunity and we are honored uh, that you chose us. Absolutely. I mean, like, it's a pleasure that you guys want to come on because we want to showcase you. We, we're trying to lift each other up. Enough of this pettiness. You know what I'm saying? Let's all reach those goals. So absolutely. I'm tired of people like tearing, you know, like in our community, it, it happens a lot, right? Like somebody yeah. will do something and you're just not proud for them. You're not happy for them. And I just feel like we need to stop the division within us. And yeah. like, we're not each other's competition. We can all make it to the top if we all help each other get there absolutely yeah there's no need for clicks in this kind of world so yes yeah we, we will win together really would you like to also talk about your webcomic series 
because you don't do that enough. <laughs> I, yeah. So my web comic I started about six years ago. It's loosely based off of me and some of my closest friends. It's about two gamer girls, kind of like slice of life. Um, one of the most important things that I wanted to do with that is to showcase a lot of diversity again. So like the main character who's based off me is African-American. Um, James is uh, part of the LGBTQ plus community as a black male, which you don't see a lot of. I mean, you're seeing it mm. now, but definitely not in comics. Um, Flan, who is the second main character, is actually Philip. Filipino and white. So she's of mixed race. And then we have uh, the boyfriend of Puds, who's Native American. So we're just trying to get a little bit of everybody in here to have like the perfect bite. So uh, yeah, that's kind of like what it is. It's just me, my humor, which is a little crazy. I suffer from inappropriate laughing syndrome. So uh, <laughs> most of the situations I put them in, most people would be like, and I'm just like, yo, that shit was hilarious. So <laughs> it's um, Pudding and Flan. And if you just look up Pudding and Flan, it'll pop up. We have a Twitter. We have Instagram. I just started posting it on my personal TikTok. And we have a Facebook page. So, yeah. So <laughs> we'll get into today's topic of discussion, which is going to be, of course, Black History Month. And we're going to talk about the intersectionality with gaming. So right off the bat, I want us to all talk about Black representation in gaming and whether you think it's been done well, whether you think it's on the up. Uh, so I do have a couple of stats. And the amount of Black characters in gaming is about 10%, which on the surface seems about good. You know, that's about the same about of people in the population. So it looks like accurate representation. But then when you go deeper into the stats and you see that a lot of those what make up that 10% are like football players or sports stars or gangsters, a lot of GTAs up in there. So it does make me wonder whether true representation of black people have been reflected in games. I would like to know what you both think. Uh, so I think we'll go with Isaac first. What do you think about black representation in games? Do you think it's been done well or no? Oh, right on the spot, you know. All right, then. Um, <laughs> it's actually funny you say that. Well, actually, it's not funny you say that because we were doing a pod today and, of course, I was meant to be getting ready. So it's actually on topic you should say that. Um, but basically, uh, I did a bit of, you know, searching to make sure, like, I had, you know, everything ready and, I, you know, no stones are left unturned. And in my... Because I think it's the type of games that I play. So in my studies, I guess, uh, when you play, like, an like an online game, so your, like, your Apex or whatever and, and stuff like that, where you can have just lots of characters just lots of random characters you can get a black person in there but when it comes to like you know a single player story driven game there's actually not that much unless i'm wrong and i just haven't played these games but i didn't find a lot um and the ones that are there they've also thrown in some comic relief which is really annoying so one of my favorite characters is saz from final fantasy 13 and the things he gets right, he gets so right. Like, he's a dad of the mission to save his son. Um, he's the only person with sense in that entire crew because they're all just trying to, like, change the world in the dumbest way possible by believing in the power of friendship and all that, especially a guy called Snow. And it's like, well, no, you you need a plan. Right. Um, and, like, Sars just, he just gets, he just gets pissed on a little bit. Like, as a whole, I guess not, but just little things that are annoying. So... When they all escape, there's a really cool shot yet. Yeah, all of them sitting on the top of a, 
I think it's one of an enemy, like an enemy bird or an enemy like plane or whatever. And like everyone's striking a really cool pose, and you've got Sars at the back who's holding on for dear life. And I'm like, come on, couldn't you have, you know, done something a little bit different with him? And it's just little things like that that annoy me. Um, but in terms of you know us being represent- represented as as we are, I don't think it's done amazingly well. I I think it's still done quite poorly, in all honesty. Um, there's never been a time where I've played a video game and like saw a black person. I was like. Oh man, that person's like pretty cool. I, I fucking love this game. Um, obviously, I guess there's kind of Kratos, but he's that is an ambiguous case, I have to say, as much as I love the game. Um, as you said earlier, there's GTA, but it's, it's GTA, man, like which was also made by a team of white guys, like, yes, yeah, it's a, yeah, yes. it's a great game, don't get me wrong, but <laughs> I'm I mean, glad that you like, brought that up, yes, uh, and I just I don't think it's done well at all. Um, I think it has to catch up to because it's weird. Like the video game industry has now become bigger than the I think it's the film and something industry, um, and TV it's film? weird. TV, TV film, yeah, film? something. I think so. Yeah, thank you. Um, and it's weird because like in TV we are getting more you know black representation and but that's not translating to games now. Even though it's become bigger, so it's like whoa, this is a your there's really a vacuum there's really like a space that's just being like ignored and just left and i mean this industry is so big already like imagine if you just got a game that had you know black people done really really well and you slap that in there like, fuck yeah i'm buying that fuck yeah i'm playing that i guess we've got death loop now but that's that's very new that's only just come out this year yeah um so i'm not going to include that and it's one game um so so yeah like you know doing my research for this pod it, it was really tough to like you know, bring things together. And I know, like, Miles Morales exists and it's a great game, but here's the thing. Miles Morales' first game was basically just the sloppy seconds of Spider-Man 2018. And don't get me wrong, I fucking love the fact that we've got Miles Morales, but at the same time, it was more of a DLC than anything. He's getting his own game now. Um, I think we've... He's not even getting his own game. Spider-Man 2 is just going to bring both things together, really. So I'm not even yeah. going to count that as being, like our representation i'm glad it's there but it wasn't the 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 plan a it was the plan b like give us something that's that's just ours and that we love and that has us in it and us doing the things that we enjoy and here's the thing like to it you know what it's exactly the same as making a game for people who aren't black because like here's the thing right Everything that we do and we enjoy, it does have parallels and similarities to, to everyone else. It'll just be slight differences. Like, I don't know, maybe uh, the shirts we wear reflect where we come from. Um, it's just little things like that or just a little bit of slang. But for the most part, we, like all these other protagonists, so, you know, Nathan Drake, he's off an adventure, he's an archaeologist. We've got a black archaeologist. You could have a, a black Nathan Drake. Would it be hard to do? Um, just small tweaks here and there and like and to go back to what i said about final fantasy um 13 of sars small tweaks here and there don't have him comic relief like hanging on for dear life off the ship have him striking you know a cool pose with the rest of the team that he's part of and like because he is a big member of the team and none of them are getting as far as they are without him um but yeah that's that's my two cents i don't think there's enough we need more I'm going to leave it there because I've rambled on for long <laughs> enough. No, I mean, you made some very valid points. Yeah, agreed. Um, 
I think one of the problems with representation just uh, across the board is that uh, a lot of characters that we see in video games are based off of what stereotypical Black Americans are. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. As if like there are no other like cultural yeah. differences or nuances. Yeah. Um, and I don't like it. I don't like white creators creating Black characters. That has always really bothered me because you don't really know us well enough to create us. And everything that you create is what you've seen on TV or mm -hmm. in a music video. GTA is the worst for this. GTA is absolutely the worst for this. Um, and then you have all these players playing it and still thinking that that's how black culture is. Like that's what black culture yeah. is. Um, and that's terrible. It really is. And another thing that makes me really sad is you have Japan creating these games and they don't even use Japanese people in their games. They use white people in their games. Like for example, Final Fantasy. Do you know what I'm saying? And um, mm. I was pretty pissed off with Barrett's character in the remake because oh, yeah. he was so fucking annoying. And I was like, that's what they think we sound like. That's who they think we are, right? And mm. that's, we, can, yeah. we, we are so much more than loud mm. black angry men or loud black females, or over-sexualized singers, or football players, or basketball players. We yep. can do so much more. We have done so much. And so that's what needs to be represented moving forward. I don't just want black representation for like, I don't wanna just see it in games. I wanna see it in the industry so that we are represented correctly and not just a caricature of what you think black people are. So. Yeah, very well put. Yeah, I agree. With <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with all of that. <laughs> yeah, I think both both of you have made very good points, Isaac. When you said Miles Morales wasn't Plan A, it was Plan B, that hit me a bit harder than it should have because it's so, so true. Gross. And it's no, no, it's, it's the truth, right? So it's just. It's just one of those things they don't consider us and you know who i mean when i say they the people with actual power in this industry it's really sad uh gta unfortunately is just one of those ones that is always going to get a buy by the people because the people love it and i think like with a lot of these issues it stems down to society society has been really bad with I don't know if integration is the right word, but with getting people of um, different skin tones together, like over here in the UK, there are so many white people who have never met a black person in their lives. Their only reference is the TV shows and the movies that they watch. So they, they have this weird innate hatred because of imagination. It's really bizarre. Well, it's, course, it's not even just TV, it's in the news. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. they, they try to portray it in the news. The thing is, is that like, and I love how you said it. So like politically, but let's just be like, <laughs> let's just be honest here. White people who they're the ones with the main money and they're the ones who continue to allow this narrative to be pushed. And I know that's shitty, but it's facts. Yeah, it is facts. You know what I'm saying? And so like whenever you have a black person trying to create something, it doesn't get the same amount of 
play. It doesn't get the same amount of exposure. Yeah. You don't see enough of it out there. There are so many movies that come out from Black creators, and you don't really hear about it until maybe like a week until it drops in the theater. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So it's... that's a problem, too. Yeah, it's just as big a problem, if not more, because it's just a lack of awareness. People don't know to support. It's, then the, the conversation doesn't become black people aren't supporting black people. It's now black people don't even know black people who are putting out content that they'd like to enjoy. The machine is the way it is and obviously does need to be taken down, but... Dismantled completely. 100%. 100%. I think it's... Barrett was a beautiful example because I really disliked playing re the remake of Seven just because Barrett was so 2D. There was nothing to there him. There was nothing to him. It was sad because they had so much. Like They gave you a character who was a single father of an mm -hmm. orphan, that different race. Like He was doing this for his daughter and you made him the loud, black, angry man Throughout the yep. entire, I was just like, it's unnecessary. And you made him seem uneducated. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I and that, that really, really fucking bothered me. And I was like, Japan, I'm going to need you to do a little better. You you have one job, one black character. And this is what you did. It would have been better if he was mute, like in the original <laughs> game. And that's a whole other issue that we need to, um, to, to fight. Because Western racism and Eastern racism are two different types of racism. Yes. They probably have originated from the, the same demon here, but it's, it. Japan and countries like Japan are decades behind yes. countries like the UK and the US, yes. as mad as that is, because the UK and the US are well behind where they should be. There is just complete and utter disregard for, you know, darker skin, even for native Japanese people, it's, something that needs to change this whole bleaching culture for example oh, that's God. something that's just toxic and it, and it's it running rampant and it's, yeah. it's sad because it has to do with colorism do you know what i mean like that's yeah. within our own communities but that also stems from white people not okay so for example back during slavery um if you had really dark skin, you were considered a field slave, which obviously had harsher treatment. Then if you had lighter skin, you were considered a house slave, which the treatment is better because you looked more presentable. You were closer to what mm. the white beauty standard would be, right? And so mm. we have that just across the board. We have that in our own community, our own beautiful little black girls who don't see enough representation of a variety of skin tones thinking the only way they can make it is if they pass for white. And that's because that's the way it's been for so long. So I'm just going to bring up one show that kind of pissed me off, Bridgerton, because they're like, oh my God, Bridgerton is like breaking molds. Um, no, it's not. Like they cast maybe two or three black women and all of them looked as if they were mixed race or light skin. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're going to sit there and say that we're breaking the mold by being more diverse, I need people to stop casting um, just mixed looking women and dark skinned men. Like, I don't like mm. this narrative. Like, we're all beautiful. And you are literally putting the ideas into these young black girls that the only way they can be seen as beautiful or important or represented is if their skin is a lighter tone. Like, they've had fucking... Uh, what is it? They've had studies where they've asked little 
little kids to pick which doll they liked versus yeah. a, a white doll or a black doll. And many of our beautiful black babies are are saying that the black doll is ugly compared to the white doll. That that is some psychological shit that is just like been embedded into our video game industry, into the movies and the to TV. And we have to stop it. We have to stop it. It's almost like cancer. It really oh, yeah. is. Wow. Sorry, that was really deep. <laughs> I mean, you get no, me talking true. about racism and stuff, and like I just get really hyped because I grew up during a time where like the only black characters that I loved were like Shauna from Jim and the Holograms. She barely got any screen time, and mm. Storm. Those were the major black female characters yeah. in the 80s going into the 90s. Yeah. And then if you saw a black character, it was always the best friend of the white main character. And then that was considered to be diverse. Never saw his family yep. or anything like that. Yeah. Yep. yep. You've, just, you've just ruined Hey Arnold. And I'm you're sorry. not wrong for doing so. Yeah. But it's, yeah. Oh. <laughs> it needs it to, yeah. It needs to be, you know, done. This conversation needs to happen. And I mean, maybe this entire topic is just going to be like racism and what mm. we can do to make things better for future people. But I mean, a lot of the issues like why we're having this conversation in the first place is because of weird alien mindsets like that. You know, lighter is better. And that's just trickled down generation to generation where, you know, people nowadays, there isn't really a reason for them to have this mentality, but they still have it and they still, you know, uh, implement it onto their children. And it's, it's really sickening. Um, yeah, no, it, it, yeah, this is a conversation that needs to happen. So, um, yeah, you're, you're both right. It's, it's just mad to look at, right. Um, that's why Black Panther was so important. That's why, was, yeah. that's why it was so important. And like, people didn't understand. Mm -hmm. And like, I was trying to explain it to like my white friends who didn't get it. And then like, there was this one guy who got really upset and he's like, what do you mean? I don't understand the nuances of Black Panther. And I'm like, look, <laughs> the fact that you're getting upset as I'm trying to explain this to you from a black female to a white cis male, lets me know that you really don't understand. And the fact that you're not willing to listen to me, like I'm not calling you uneducated. I'm telling you about things you might not understand because you're not black and you haven't had to experience it. And the black experience is vastly different than the white experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it does make me upset when people, so like when Black Panther came out, everyone loved it. Great. Um, first film I watched more than once in the cinema. Same. But same. <laughs> I but was supporting now, the shit out of it. I was like, honestly, four times. <laughs> <laughs> but now there is this weird, I don't know if you've seen it, this weird discourse that people only like it because it's a black film and it's not yes. that great. And it's not, it's not us who are, who's saying that. Well, I mean, there are a couple of us who are saying are it. I'm a little upset I, with them. I'm yeah. like, I need y'all to stop. All right. You're part of the problem. <laughs> but um, I remember seeing it for the first time in South Korea because there was a special showing and it got shown in South Korea before it got released anywhere else. And sitting mm -hmm. in that theater with uh, my, my white friend, Cody, shout out Cody, um, got free tickets to the premiere. And so he asked me because he knew I was very hyped about it. And so I went and I remember like crying at scenes and like nobody else knew why I was upset, right? They didn't get it. And I remember walking out of that theater feeling so proud of what they had created. And the fact is, is that this is, it's not the first major film, okay, because we had Blade and everything that was, this is the first major film 
that showcased black people in such a way that they didn't need to have a white character carry the film like a really Mm. famous white character carry the film because that's what hollywood will do they'll be like oh it's a black film and then they'll have a big name fucking star in it who's white because they don't believe in us this is the first film that did not do that and that's what's amazing about it yeah absolutely and when you talk about blade yeah blade obviously wesley snipes but then the entire cast the the rest of them majorly white people majority of them were white yeah whereas Mm -hmm. blade was out there just like yeah but like he was he was like blade in oklahoma with no other (laughs) black people except his mama who Mm. i think got with a white guy and then tried to kill her own son it was a fucked up story yeah but whatever i mean like (laughs) big ups to wesley snipes for that yeah. <laughs> well with black panther what they they actually told the story about black people like the, the world was considered black people and yes there mm-hmm. were white actors here and there but they were very much the minority and they felt like it and you could almost feel it in the way the dialogue was delivered that i am the minority here and i'm slightly uncomfortable with this and yeah. i love that <laughs> yeah but they were educated and i think that oh, yeah. was what and i i love the fact that they were like we don't need any of you guys we don't need we don't need any of it we are our own culture and we are strong i think the only sad thing is that i totally understood the lost one story because i felt for killmonger even though i don't really care for michael jordan that's a different story <laughs> i <laughs> I felt for Killmonger because I was like, that is literally how people in America, and I don't know about people in the UK, you, you guys can tell me, but like, we don't have a history. Our history stops with slavery, right? So yeah. we don't have anything to go back to. And I feel like Black people in America try so hard to be like, Africa is our roots. And then a lot of people in Africa are like, we don't want anything to do with y'all Y'all have just fucked up y'all's opportunity over there, blah, 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 because of what's in the media, Mm. because of what's in the media. Like, I've met a couple of Africans when I was in South um, Korea, and one, he was just really upset and angry. And I was just like, I have done nothing to you, sir, and I cannot help that I was, you know, that my ancestors (laughs) got taken over to uh, the U.S. and they squandered their chance at success after slavery. And I think a lot of people don't realize that after slavery ended, it's not like black people just got like repercussions and everything was all good and gravy. Yeah. You know, like they actually, Mm. a lot of them starved to death. A lot of them didn't know what to do. A lot of them Mm -hmm. wanted to go back to slavery because they had no other skills. And people in the South were not trying to hire black people all of a sudden just because the government said that, hey, they're free now. A lot of them got killed and murdered because there was a lot of anger there. And that's not what it's not talked about. Yeah, that that was. If I talk about like gaming a bit more, the the representation. Oh, yes. Gaming podcast. Yeah, let's go back. Let's go back. (laughs) Well, I mean, I feel like I've already said everything. Like, you know, people who are famous already in sports are famous in games. So like people like Neymar and Mbappe, Pogba. They, you know, they get all the front covers and all of that stuff. But then when, Isaac, you mentioned single-player experiences, not a lot of those focus on the Black experience. Like, we've had Last of Us, we've had Uncharted, we've had God of War, we've had so many different, unique games, but they're all trying to tell, not the same story, but a story centered around a white person. And 
what what do we have to do to get you know that same treatment love and respect for like just a black story like miles morales was the closest that we've got and that was only 2020 so we are well behind where we should be definitely is a great example as you said as well but that's only what the other week we we need more experiences that speak to black people because i knew and if me you know, when I was growing up, if I was told close your eyes and imagine an anime character or imagine a cartoon character, I'm thinking of a white character straight away. I'm not thinking of someone that looks like me because there's no representation in games. Um, I don't think that I can get into, you know, certain industries because I'm not seeing that on screen. I'm not seeing that on the credits, you know, when the credits are rolling. So it's a, that's just another problem that affects our medium a lot that has, stemmed from the systematic racism that we've seen and experienced for many, many years. I think we need to, well, I really don't think it's up to us. And that that's, that's what's sad about it. It's up to the people in charge to give us the opportunity to create things for ourselves because we have the talent, we have the education, we have the know-how. It is being allowed into that space to be able mm. to creatively flourish. And that's part of the problem. Um, also, we're not being backed uh, with yeah. money in order to create. Like, it's mm. really hard for a black person to get a loan um, yeah. in the same way that a white person could get a loan to start their own company. Like they, it, And that's because of the system. So mm -hmm. it really is, I don't think the system will ever change as long as the people at the top are, you know, comfortable but i think the people who are who have made it it is up to them to help the rest of us get to that point and when i talk about that i'm talking about like the oprah winfrey's of the world and the jay-z's and the beyonce's who have that money who could give those opportunities to young black unknown up-and-coming creatives right so that's what i feel and that's hopefully if i ever get to that point and i have money like that that's what I want to do. I want to create for us, something by us, for us. And right now we just don't have the collateral to, to get to that point to make, we're making small changes and small changes are happening and that is good. But like to do something big, we, we need the collateral. It's about the money. Yeah. And it's about the money to to the people who are at the top. And if they don't feel they can make money off of you, regardless if we feel like we're being underrepresented, if they don't feel like they can make the money off of you and they can make the money off of remaking Snow White for the 57th <laughs> time, then that's what they're gonna do. Yeah, money is everything. Like It is, it's what makes the world go round. It, you know yeah. what I'm saying? People don't wanna invest, people at the top don't really wanna invest in black people unless it's like, you have to work 10 times as hard to show, mm. you know yeah. what I mean? To show yeah. that you're worthy of being invested in. Like you have to go above and beyond. And like, that's what I've always been taught, like by my dad. And, and then I saw it in real life, you know? So I had an incident happen when I was in South Korea and um, my boss at the time was like really pushing me to take on uh, the management role and I, I didn't really want to do it because um, it's already a, a lot of work doing what I do because I always put my all into my job. It's what I've always yeah. been taught. And then um, she didn't want to pay me for that work. Interesting. 
Mm. But then I found out that she was going to, like I had to ask for it where she offered one of my, my coworkers who is a white male, she just offered it to him. But the thing is, is that like, he wouldn't have been doing the same role. He was just a teacher. I would have been an academic coordinator. So she wanted me to take on the job, take on all the extra work without offering me the pay, but would just give it to him without even credit, just offered it to him. I had to ask. And even when I had to ask, I had to negotiate. And then she was like, well, what if we like cut $200 from each of your paycheck? And then at the end, you get the bonus. And I was like, no, <laughs> not the role. Just <laughs> what? Yeah, legit. Oh, this was geez. a conversation. And I was like, no, why would I do that? That's not a bonus yeah. then, is it? It's not a bonus. That's withheld mm. money that I already <laughs> yeah. made, that I've already yeah. like proven myself to make, you know, like I'm already like, I am the first person at that school who's ever won teacher of the year three times in a row. If really? I, if that Gee. is not showing you that like, I'm about this shit, I'm about my shit and I'm going to like give you my all and you still want to shortchange me? What is this really about? Because it's not about my ability to do the job. It's something else. Like you don't think I'm worthy of it and you don't respect me the same way you respect this guy over here who hasn't even been here as long as me. But you're willing to pay him more than me. Yeah, so it's, 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 it's messed up. It really is. And I'm tired of it. I'm really yeah. tired of having to work like twice as hard to get the same recognition for somebody who could fuck off and not do as much as I did. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's, um, that's a really. It's the harsh truth. Mm. Yeah. It's the harsh truth. I'm sure your that's... parents have told you that like, you gotta, like you always have to work twice as hard. Yeah. Just being, just being black. Like, it's like, we're not even slaves anymore. I'm still out here slaving away trying to prove myself to people yeah. who don't give a shit about me mm. yeah no that's that is very true and yeah i'm sorry that happened to you that's a really um it was an eye -opener. A harsh it's experience okay. yeah yeah, okay. yeah it was an eye <laughs> like i'm not sad about it anymore i just realized south korea is not for me mm. because if i have to prove myself to a minority because I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. South Koreans are a minority. If I have to prove myself to y'all, then we we aren't on the same page and I don't want to be there. Like uh, I yeah, already have yeah. to do that in the US to a bunch yeah, of people who are still the minority, but rule everything. Throughout the, the small roles that we've seen on the screen, whether it be small or the silver screen, we have had some representation, obviously Static Shock. We've had, you know, a lot of other characters so what characters in gaming or in other media have you really identified with in a positive way? And we'll go with Destiny first this time. Storm, just right off the bat, I absolutely love how powerful Storm has always been portrayed. I hated Holly Berry's cast as Storm, and I don't like any of the other live action casts. I'm tired of you mm. casting light-skinned women for Storm. Storm is beautiful, dark, and you should represent her that way. Okay, yeah. strong, dark, beautiful black woman from Africa. Just represent her the way that she's supposed to be represented. Like, I'm tired. Stop, stop it. Stop using colorism. Like, it's mm. unnecessary. Um, her, yeah. and this is not a superhero, but I've absolutely always loved her, her character. 
Um, Claire Huxtable from the Cosbys. I wanted her to be my mom. Like just straight up. She's beautiful. She's educated. She's smart. And like, I, I always wanted to be here. I wanted my own little Cosby family without Cosby. We won't talk about that. <laughs> but um, I always wanted that. And just honestly, any Issa Rae for going out there and doing her thing and just being herself, Absolutely. like any, but any black woman, like I love my black men. I love my brothers, but any black woman who has gotten up on the stage and just been herself, Angela Bassett, who I still wish was Storm, who I hope that in some movie they like recreate her. And like, it's like Storm after she's aged up because Angela Bassett is wonderful. There's so many women of color who have just been on media who have been absolutely amazing and groundbreaking and doing all kinds of stuff. Uh, Dorothy Dandridge, who was the first African-American woman to be considered for an Academy Award for Best Actress. Um, Lena Horne, Eartha Kitt, Catwoman. Like there's so many, so many that have just paved the way to let me know that we are indeed needed. We have a place and we're going to rock that place to the best of our ability because all of them have been absolutely amazing and killing it. So, yeah, I have a lot of inspirations. That's really That's nice. Beautiful. Yeah. I just want to add on to that Storm point. It's crazy that my favorite Storm has been X Men, the animated series, X Men Evolution. Yes. Three series. Yeah. Because that's like dark skin, white hair. And she's a boss. That's yes. my favorite storm. Mm -hmm. uh, any, no, I don't like any X-Men movie. I just want to put that out there. I don't think any of them have been good. All of their storms have been terrible, in my opinion. Absolutely <laughs> terrible. I get into an argument. You guys know who Aaron is, right? Aaron from... Um, um, wow. Sorry, Aaron. I forgot the podcast you're on. Anyways, he literally thinks... <laughs> Aaron Sheeney, but I forgot his podcast. Um, he literally thinks one of the best lines is from Holly Berry, where she asked the fucking dude, like, do you know what happens no, when no, I uh... thank you? Oh my god, thank you. I was like, that's so garbage. She would never say that. Storm would never waste her oxygen to breathe those words into life. She so... would just zap his ass. Why would you ask that? I will say, for the sake of fairness. There was a cut scene that makes that line slightly better, but overall the line is still trash. So the cut scene doesn't really help its case. Um, but there is more context. I will say for fairness, I'll put that in there. We'll say but, that uh, for fairness. But yeah. but when you heard still that, shit. you were like, that's not Storm. Yeah. Why would she say that? Mm -mm. She First of all, it's not time. good. It's not good. It's so bad. <laughs> I don't know who wrote that line, but they're no longer working in Hollywood. They might be. That's the problem. Oh, God. They probably are. <laughs> they probably are. You're right. But yeah. How can you think that's a good line? What, what do you think happens to a frog? The same thing that happens to everything else. What? I literally lost so much respect for him when he argued with me about that. I was like, yo, I thought we could have been best friends, but now I'm not even sure if I want to be acquaintances. Was he being like ironic or something? No, or he or... really thinks it's a good line. Oh, he's, yeah. he's got do you know what? I don't know. I'm not gonna interesting nothing, taste. But yeah, interesting taste. Very political. Thank taste. you. <laughs> I'm, I'm so political. I'm, I'm gonna say shit. The shit taste. It was terrible. It's terrible. It, that's a bad line from a yeah. bad portrayal. Halle Berry, we love you, but I don't think you should she's be not an action super, hero. Okay. Yeah, she should be she's in no not. superhero movies. Catwoman not, was garbage. Yeah. I don't know why she read that script and was like, you know what? This sounds good. She saw the bank account. She did see the bank account. <laughs> yes. 
Isaac, what about you? Prominent or favorite black characters in gaming or other fiction? I don't know if I can follow what just happened. But, no, you um, can. Speak from the heart, bro. Yeah. Be honest. Uh, well, just in fiction or like gaming, just anywhere, really. Anywhere. Gaming, ideally. If not gaming, um, then you could talk about any other media. You know, I only look at main characters for gaming. I'm sure there's like some banging side characters for gaming, but we don't want to talk about side characters. Not no, no, no. Well, we'll if they if they did something for you, you can still talk about. Yeah. Them. Um, I think I'll start easy and then work my way up if I can think of any. But obviously, uh, I was mentioned earlier, Aunt Viv. Um, like just strong black woman. Um, yeah. strongest black woman I saw as a kid growing up. Uh, cause I loved that family dynamic because growing up it was just me, and my mum. And then that was it. So watching like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and things like my wife and kids, I was like, oh, this is the black family unit. Like you grow up, you get a big house, uh, you're successful, you're rich. Yeah. Right? And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You know, I was like, okay, oh, okay. Yeah. So we do. in that fantasy world. <laughs> yeah. Marry a judge. Um, yeah, you know? And then you, you like you grow up a little bit and you realize, huh, I'm in I'm in London and uh a studio apartment probably cost me a million pounds. So uh, uh that dreams are long way away um but no aunt viv was just like, anytime it came out to stand up for her kids like she was always there she never faltered when it came to you know like handing out the discipline like she did it as well she was always tough but fair and like she was even uncle phil was the head of the house it was really aunt viv because i remember it really I, was 100 really <laughs> like uh i'm not sure if this was uh dark-skinned aunt viv or light-skinned aunt viv like i think Dark skin Aunt Viv was that's the Aunt Viv I remember. But obviously, you know, her character, I think they still tried to bring it into light skin Aunt Viv, but it I don't know. Yeah, light it didn't work. Aunt... Nope. Didn't Nobody was scared of light skin Aunt Viv. Do you know nope. what I mean? You know what like, I'm saying? Even the way they dressed was slightly different. Like you see dark skin Aunt Viv, you're like, oh, let me behave. You see light skin Aunt Viv, and it's like, this the art t shirt. Right. Oh, it's <laughs> We can mess around. <laughs> um, but I think there was like one episode I found really funny. And I think like Uncle Phil, so he's an idiot. Um, like he's he's going through something and he's not allowed to eat junk food. And Will is like sneaking him in burgers. Yeah. And like both of them shouldn't be doing this. It's terrible. Will's get, like getting gaining money and he's not thinking about the health of his like dad. Dad is well, yes, you know, Uncle yeah, Phil it was his dad. dad who's figured, yeah, because yeah, his be daddy honest. was trash. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and then you've got like Uncle Phil, who's again not looking after, and then Aunt Viv finds out about this and she loses her shit, and as mm-hmm. she should, like, what the hell are you two idiots doing? Um, yeah, and you know, just a really uh strong black woman. You know what? The whole family, the whole family are going to be my pick for uh, you know, prominent black yeah. people in. It was good. It was really good. Yeah. It was a staple in the black community. Yeah, Yeah. massively. Imagine. And like, Like, go on. I was just going to say, to this day, people are just arguing over my wife and kids and Prince, uh, Fresh Prince of Bella, which one was better. But Mm. it was, they were both elite shows in their own way. They they both had their strengths. Mm. Um, I don't want to talk too much because it's still, I'm still letting you answer. Oh, cheers, man. Um, They're remaking it. I just wanted to throw that out there. Why? The Fresh Prince. I don't know why. I, I'm upset many. about it. I was like, enough it's not broken, so why are you trying to fix <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, I don't know. I, is Will Smith invo- involved? No. Oh, it's like a I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, then. Um, so, 
wow, that's some terrible news. Yeah, uh, <laughs> No, it's fine. The, the truth isn't great to hear, but it's got to be heard. Uh, and there's one episode where, so, like, I think Will, uh, he meets his dad, but yeah. his dad is shit. And then there's that really nice scene with him and Uncle Phil. And I think Will, in real life, didn't have a father growing up. So this um, scene hit home for him. And then they, there was a point where it stopped being acting and it was just Will just, like, releasing his feelings, like, you know, why wasn't he there for me? Why didn't he love me? Yeah. Um, and then Uncle Phil just sees this and they, like, have an embrace. And as a kid, I was like, oh, this is nice. And later on, I find out, no, no, this was... It was real. Yeah, he actually got emotional. Shit. That was not supposed to happen. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's, that's so cool. And uh, it's just good seeing things like that because, you know, um, not... Not every, not every black kid has their father, and you know at some point you have to realize that that's okay. And there are other, you know, role models that you can have in your life. Uh, it's not the end or be all if they're there or not, um, and that void can be filled in a in a different way with other people. And yeah, it was a, it was good to see that you know you don't need one if they're not there. It's absolutely fine. I, I had, like, black content creators, but I don't think we're there yet. Not um, just yet. <laughs> not just yet, so I'll hold on to that. Uh, as Lee Everett again um, from The Walking Dead. So, again, this is, you know, a, a family thing, I guess. Like, he comes along and he just becomes this great dad to, to Clementine. And I just love stories like that. I absolutely love it because it's, there's, there's nothing else driving him. It's just, I want to keep my little girl safe. Okay, now I have to deal with all these people, but it keeps my little girl safe. Um, right to the very end, so I won't spoil anything. Uh, I need to do what I need to do to not only keep my little girl safe, but this will help her to grow and become stronger in a way because she has to do this really, really difficult thing. Um, and she's going to have to do more and more difficult things like this in her journey. It, this this is hard, but it's going to get harder. Um and I don't know, man. Like I just like this kind of crosses over between you know the the black person and like the father figure role. I just love any character that has that father or mother figure role to like someone else. I love the dynamic between them. There's always something that the father figure will learn from the child, and the child learns from the father figure, and so on. And it's just a really nice story. It's one of the reasons why I absolutely love God of War. Same. Right, right. Oh my good. Number I two. Love it. The trace is all going up. Boy. <laughs> I'm glad but. you mentioned that character. I think that's what they could have done with Barrett, and they just completely missed the mark. Yes. So easy. Yeah. And it's it's really annoying actually, because the whole point of Final Fantasy VII was to to create the game they couldn't on the PS1. Which is why it's going to be, I think, two or three games long now. Mm -hmm. And they kind of left Barrett in the 90s. Just yeah, polished him up a little bit, but just left him. Like, they didn't know what to do with them. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's like, well, I mean, come on. Social media exists. Like, we don't use email anymore. You can instant message someone. You can Skype someone. Just get someone in. Have a chat with them. Be like, okay, what can we do? to make this character accurate. Mm, connect and, with our black audience. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's, it's ridiculous. And isn't Barrett, like, because I haven't actually played the game, but isn't Barrett, like, a 
high-ranking officer or something else. He's just a foot soldier. So he's like sure. in charge of Avalanche. Like he's basically like in charge of the rebels. So the boss of the rebels, they they <laughs> didn't think that he might have some sort of education. Because you know, here's the thing, right? You can be the boss of an organization. That's that's so much easier than a rebel group because there are more things you have to take into consideration. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like you can just go pay your bills every like you know quarter or whatever, or you can just get an order from Amazon and now all our troops are fed. There's so much more organization and logistics that go into it, and you're not gonna portray that in this character. It mm, it's a little bit annoying. Yeah, no, I agree. Mm. <laughs> Like, yeah, we're like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's like, I didn't even think about it that way, but you're right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You're not gonna follow somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about Thank or you. doesn't 100%. know what they're doing. You know what I'm 100%. saying? Especially if it's a rebel cause, because you you're the minority in that, not trying to go off to die. Exactly. And like, I'm just thinking about it. Barrett is, I think he's the only black person in that entire game. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So he main, would... main character wise, yeah. yeah. Main character wise, yeah. yeah. So he would stick out like a sore thumb, and he's your leader. Come, on, he's he's got to have some specialist skills that you know help him. He's to... just loud, you know. That's all. That's all he needs. <laughs> you just need to be loud. <laughs> Bring the people together. They're like, look, oh. we just need somebody. So like, if he yells from one room, we'll all mm-hmm. be able to hear it in the next room. <laughs> oh, okay. Which, that's yeah. that's all you need for a leader. His special okay. skill. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> Apologies, then. I should have uh, should have thought of that. My bad. Um, but yeah, I think uh, that's that's me for now. Or my characters, because uh, I put this on gaming, and I could have thought of more. But there aren't that many in gaming, unfortunately. So I'll no. wait until content creators. Yeah, no, that's that's fine. And I think this is a point that I'm trying to make very elaborately that you haven't done enough with black people in your stories. And that is why that you know we struggle to come up with such an array of black game characters, or we struggle even three years ago to find so many black content creators. Like there's been a it's massive hard. boom. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's been a massive boom now, but like when we started, there weren't many mutuals like us. So we didn't have a lot of people to work with. So mm-hmm. it is it is uh yeah, what can I say? Um there are some black gaming characters that I am a fan of, but I think there's there is a theme to them. A lot of them are just like characters from multiplayer games, which isn't a problem in itself. But when you look at the deeper issue, they are not the focus of the story. So like Adam Hunter from Streets of Rage, one of my favorite characters. He, he has an amazing design. So Streets cool. of Rage is sick. I, I love, love it, it so much. My favorite one is two. Streets of Rage. Two's great. Yeah. So. I didn't play it originally, but I played it a couple of years ago at Four Quarters. And uh, that's like an arcade place in the UK. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really, really fun. Loved it. I was like, yeah, I'm going to get the new one. Street to yeah. is so <laughs> banging. Um, I love that Adam Hunter is now like the vet that came back. And he's like, yeah, I'm the special guy. It's so cool. So cool. I love um, the suspenders too. I think he looks so cool. <laughs> I liked Skate. I think that's his name. No, yeah, his little brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah his little brother oh, yeah. was dope. Just fucking people up on those rollerblades. <laughs> I was like, I yo, he's dope. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you played the latest one, Destiny? Yeah, we actually have a video up on uh, the Burnout Brighter podcast. If you guys want to check that out, I was super super excited because Matt and Darren have never played it. 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, we uh, played um, four, and we got to the final boss, and he whooped our ass. Bam. Like, the final boss of the first level. Um, I okay. liked it, but I felt like the mechanics were a little stiff compared to, mm-hmm. like, the 90s games. And I was like, why am I moving so slow? <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah. no, it's dope. The redesign looks really, really good. Yeah. Um, similarly, Akira and I did uh, a Streets of Rage 4 run through, and we just got stuck on the last boss, which, to be fair, is very hard. But we enjoyed the game. Like, I know I enjoyed it. I love those kind of colors and stuff. That aesthetic. Yeah. Um, Adam Hunter is one of the few people on the planet who could pull off suspenders like that. So, you know. <laughs> and Steve <Yeah>. Urkel. <laughs> Yeah, and Steve Urkel, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, he's one after that. Adam Hunter and by proxy skate. I really enjoyed playing him. Obviously, he wasn't on four the way he was on two, so um, I don't have that much uh, of a connection. But I really enjoyed playing as him on Streets of Rage two as well. Um, Raven from the Tekken series. Mm. I really dug his design because he just looks like Blade to me. Just really cool. Uh, gave me uh, Scar from Full Metal Alchemist vibes because of obviously the scar on his face. Oh my god! I and... immediately thought of Scar from Lion King for some reason. I hate that they <laughs> consider that a black animated film. I'm like, what? Stop. <laughs> yeah, that's called black Disney film. Fuck yeah, off. What? when they when they, when they put like together lists, they always list Lion King as like a black animated film. Even what? though it's all animals, and I think it's because the majority of the cat, the voice cast was black, but mm. yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. But okay, <laughs> who okayed that? Lion King, black people. Okay, well, I'm gonna it's a thing. All that. It's a thing, people. Okay. Jesus. Okay. Um. <laughs> Static Shock, as I said at the start, was a really, really prominent moment for me because how the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was like my first viewing of like an entire black cast. Like, oh, right. This is how, you know, a black, you know, universe can be. Static Shock was a more realistic telling of a black person living in a white person's uh, yeah. country. Yeah. Yeah, so, do you remember that episode where they dealt with racism? Oh yeah, over to his yeah. friend's house and his dad. I was like, yo, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's an asshole. He was straight up yep. like, I don't want that. Blah blah blah. And I was like, oh yep. my god. Damn. Yeah, no, that was that was mad racist. His dad mm-hmm. was tripping. And it was a very uncomfortable scene. It was a it very was uncomfortable very, episode. Very uncomfortable episode. But exactly, you know. There are you can't tell me that there are people who haven't experienced that. Like I know there's a lot of um, interracial relationships nowadays, and there are people who still harbor those kind of feelings. Yeah. So this is not a foreign feeling. This isn't something that's made up, and that is something that just feels black. Static Shock is just a show that feels black. Like mm-hmm. the creators, the people who were maybe brought on as consultants, you can tell black people were involved in that show because. Um, white people who created that probably wouldn't have that scene in. They wouldn't want to show racism on the show, you know, that stars a black person because it doesn't, you know, give a, a, the right image. But Static Shock just dealt with everything. It dealt with drugs. It dealt with, you know, gangs. It dealt with um, racism in school. It dealt with racism with the system. 
as you said, go into a friend's parents' house and find out, hey, they don't like black people. That's new. I didn't know that. You know, I think Static Shock dealt with so many real life issues that at certain points I forgot that it was just a superhero show and, and it mixed fantasy and reality enough for me to be like, I love this. And you felt you what's... could connect with it. And that's mm. that's important. That's really important. Seeing yourself represented is always important, especially in a positive way. I'm tired of seeing gangbangers and like rappers and shit like that. Like show us something positive because we're so much more than that. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. And obviously, this is a knock to like rappers and stuff. They're very talented people, but not every black person is a rapper. Not every black person aspires to be a rapper. Right. And... <laughs> we're not all football players or exactly. Beyonces. Damn. So some of us do want to get into dance. Some of us do want to get into the creative side, you know, then that's okay. We just need those stories told in a positive way as well. Static Shock for me, I think was probably the first like black superhero that I, I'd seen because growing up before, you know, there was Dragon Ball Z and there was Pokemon. And then, you know, there was like Dexter's Lab and all of this, but they also sent around. Pokemon's very white world. Very, yeah. very white. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very white world. Yeah. Even Brooks white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Most of most of the cartoons are set in a very white world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Storm, hundred percent, but from X Men Evolution, I think that's the best version of X Men for me. Like Cyclops banging Wolverine, banging, but Storm absolutely had that mother like figure to Spike, who needed it because Spike uh, was a talented kid, but he was yeah. directionless. He was of that. He was going through PBE. He was of that age. He didn't know. That was her was nephew, right? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It it makes sense now, especially as an adult watching Spike, and he's like, he's so confused, and he's just misbehaving, and he doesn't get school, and he's with the, you know, he is the minority in the school, and like he doesn't understand why he doesn't fit in, and he just does all of these stuff, um, and Storm is always there to just guide him in the correct way, and yeah, I just I just love that kind of um, positive family dynamic, yeah. I love that Storm never forgot who she was or lost who she was. She never catered to anybody in that mm. universe ever. So uh, that's why I always loved her. I wanted to like bring up, because I feel like we're not going to say him, but the Black Ranger in the original Power Rangers, nobody ever really talks about him. So he was the he was the only Black character. And then it then they brought in the Black girl for the Yellow Ranger. But like I always remember seeing that and being like, there's nobody else black in that entire town. <laughs> like, what is happening <laughs> right now? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, fiction was very bad back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, I love me some Power Rangers. I love me some Power Rangers when I was little. <laughs> oh, same here. Mm. Even at the whole film, I remember it. It was the slime ooze one or whatever. Yeah. Ooze. Which meant there was even more characters, but still, yeah. one black yeah. guy. What was, what's happening in this town? He's got parents, right? I'm sure they've got black friends was in Was he town. in the first... He wasn't in the first movie. He actually left the show. In the first movie, the black character was the, the black girl, Aisha. She was the Yellow Ranger. Because uh, that's when the fir- oh, Ivan Ooze was the yeah. first like movie that they came out with. And he had already left the cast by then. I mean, there were just a lot of suspicious things going on. You had that giant mm. building nobody discovered. Giant building? <laughs> The building, they all go and see Zordon or whatever his name is. Was his name Zordon? The giant yeah, floating Zordon. head? Yeah, yeah they all like, like end up... No, it's a building. Like in the middle of the underground desert. Underground bunker or something. No, no, it's like on top. It's like yeah. this big building 
and they all like go in and I'm just like nobody <laughs> else ever discovered that like it's just <laughs> out there uh, using no. up the electricity and stuff this is great writing Power Rangers <laughs> is ruined for me <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh, I mean really quickly Destiny what's your favorite Power Rangers in, um, version um, since I grew up on the the first one, I'd say I'm gonna stick with the OG Power Rangers, even though it is the cheesy. what's the it campiest and cheesiest one. Yeah. I remember when they were fighting the puppets in the heads with jiggle and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the that's the best one. I had a crush on the Black Ranger, not the original one, but the second one, and I don't even know what race he was. He wasn't white. He was something. And he was upset because he was a frog. And I'll always remember that in the movie. Yeah, you was so pissed. He was, he sad. was like, like mm. everybody else got something cool. And he's like, I get a frog. And I was like, they would do that to the Black Ranger. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Give him a fucking frog. Everybody, <laughs> people over here have pterodactyls and fucking tigers and lions. And he has a fucking frog. amphibian. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> cool prehistoric animals. And yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I think the OG one That's is fair. my favorite. Yeah. That's fair. Um, I think mine is either Time Force or maybe SPD. But that was that's really late. So see, I don't yeah. even know what those oh. are. Like, <laughs> I think so I I think I stopped watching it after the first movie, the first major movie. I was like, well, yep. all right, well, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Got my McDonald's yeah. Happy Meal toy. I'm set. <laughs> yeah, there were just so many installments. Some of them were police officers. Some of them were ninja. So yeah, it was yeah. They got very creative with it. Yeah, they've done it all. Well, I think. Yeah, well, I mean they'll come up with pirates soon. You never know. What? I'd watch that. Really? I would... But I don't know. Power Ranger pirates? <laughs> yeah, I'm done. For that. I, I can see them doing that. Yeah. I mean, I guess they're out on the seas. Yeah, fighting sea monsters and shit, fighting krakens and yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be like a two episode series. Can't yeah. really do much. <laughs> Fight the yeah, krakens are done piece. here. <laughs> oh my god! I've had to stop One Piece. I'm I stopped like... One Piece. My ex boyfriend got really mad at me. I was like, it's the same show with different people. They always meet somebody who's going through some shit, and they're like, hey, you know what? It's all right. Join our crew. It's not going to affect us in any way possible. It affects them. They get through <laughs> with it. They go off and they repeat the same stupid mistake every yeah. couple of episodes. That is one piece. I mean, the captain's an idiot and the first that mate has true. no sense of direction. So, Oh my God, that, that changes yeah. our whole theory on like to be a leader, you actually have to be educated and know what you're talking about because Luffy is a fucking idiot. Anime He's... does not translate to real life. That's actually. true. Uh, yeah, that's... I'm going to leave it there. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's true. <laughs> Having this. <laughs> I like Luffy though. He's lovable. He's lovable. He is. Yeah. He's simple. Yeah. 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 I love how and he's I like his innocence as well. There's a scene where his How is like, he still innocent by this time? Like I don't understand. I Rangers. think and this is not to make fun of anybody, but like mm. I really think he's on the spectrum. You know what? Yeah, I can see that. I really think he is. Because like like his social cues and stuff, like he just yeah. stuff be going mm. over his head. And mm. if that were the case, that would be kind of dope because it would be another form of representation if they came out and said like, yeah, this is why he doesn't get a lot of the things and he keeps doing the same things over and over. But then again, I think it's really just that stupid thing where it's like friendship. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I'm sick and tired of the power of friendship in anime. It's my, 
I hate that trope. Yo, me too. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess we could talk about black content creators at this point in time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, anyone that you enjoy that puts out content. Any kind of content or like gaming? Yeah, any. Oh, it can be any kind of content, really, because as as we were saying before, like even three years ago, like legit, I was looking up black content creators in the UK, you know, in the gaming scene or otherwise that weren't KSI or any of his friends. And like, I was struggling to find any. So it, this would be a nice place to like actually shout out a lot of our friends that we do like to see their content and stuff because Hi. there have been a, a huge rise, especially throughout the pandemic. So there's been a huge rise in, in content creators, streamers and all of that. So yeah, this is the time. Right. Destiny? So um, I'd like to throw out Streamcast. They uh, Aww. Aww. they create some amazing stuff. No, for real. Like you guys are doing the damn thing. Uh, Midas, who has been doing some amazing, amazing stuff. Um, Validate, who has a game coming out. Like she's really Ooh, dope. Danny from nice. Validate. We just had Sharpie on. She is a very educated young woman. Very educated. We had some serious debates. She's amazing. She basically hosted um, Game Devs of Color this year. Wow. And I think she did it the year before. So go check her out. Um, just for any creators, I purposely named Issa Rae before because she used to have a web series called Awkward Black Girl. If you haven't seen that, go check it out. And then go watch her actual show last season coming out pretty soon. Um, I'd like to shout out my friend Justin Woodward, who did Black Voices in Gaming. So he kind of like worked on getting that showcase together, which happened back when E3 was happening. He's amazing. He's always like trying to create things for Black Voices as a Black male himself who is into gaming. We went to school together for, uh, well, he went to school for gaming. I went to school for animation, but we we're in the same school. So, mm -hmm. um, But yeah, those are the people I want to call out. There's there's a lot more. There's definitely a lot more. I just can't think of them off the top of my head because I have like a shitty memory. And like right after this ends, I'll be like, oh, but, and then yeah. it'll be done. So just for all of those people that I've ever had any contact with who who's out there creating things and, and you're a black voice in this community, just know that like I support you. You've been doing amazing things. I'm sorry if I didn't drop your name. This is like my academy acceptance speech. <laughs> just know that you're important to all the people out there who have helped me get where I am today. Oh so, yeah. yeah, no, I agree. I that was that was lovely. Thank you for shouting us out. Yeah, Appreciate no, I, I mean, like that would have been shitty if I didn't, right? Like I'm on your show and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna name all these other people. And if like no, and that's not just why I named you. You guys are doing amazing things. And I didn't even know, like I'll say, I didn't know any of you guys existed because I wasn't in this realm, you know? So like mm -hmm. when I got on and then I was like, wait a minute, my people <laughs> out there, <laughs> so yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate that. Those very kind words. Isaac, what about you? Uh, well, I guess, you know, I have to do the same thing. Um, Matt and his co-hosts, those two guys, amazing people on the burnout bright pod like absolutely love <laughs> what they do uh it's an amazing duo um i enjoy the series you massively. see, he, you see he, uh, i'm nice but he's petty you see that's why i gotta give him these hands cobra Kai. i was so tempted to take you off the screen right now <laughs> and he didn't even say 
Darren's name. He's like, Matt, those two guys, you know, doing great things. The other guy that's with Matt. My bad, my Darren. Sorry. I don't know why Darren slipped my mind. Sorry, Darren. This is why Darren needs to get angry. Yeah. Yes. He needs to start coming for people angry. like you. Yes. yes. Say my name. I didn't push him in the like, piss. He would be like, oh, it's all right. People forget my name all the time. It's okay. He, he would. He would. He would. Legit. Oh, oh come on, Darren. Darren, stand really up for yourself. Nice. I, 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 yeah. He is really nice. Yeah. I, I want him to get with the black woman so bad. Like, oh. I do. I just think she would, like, protect him and love him and feed him. I think that's what he needs. I'm serious. I know that sounds weird, but like all the time I'm like, Darren, I hope you get some chocolate in your life. Oh. <laughs> so the reason I started laughing is because I know you meant in a very sincere way. The way you described it was a pet owner's relationship with a pet. <laughs> Protect him, feed him, walk him twice a day. No, oh, no, 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 no. Listen, because like if if I'm in a relationship, right, I want to support my man, right? Mm -hmm. I want to feed him. I want to stand up for him, protect him. And I want to love him. Like, I feel like those are like important things that you give in a relationship. Those are the things I want to give. And I feel like when somebody feels loved, protected, and of course fed, I'm going to say fed because I love food. All right. So like, if you're not feeding me, then I'm probably going to break up with you. So Checks out. (laughs) Yeah, and I know y'all love food too. So oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah hundred yeah. percent. See, it's important. Food is important. It, is. it was just the delivery. I just loved it. It was. It was very much <laughs> a pedigree. Advert. I just want him to pet him and make yeah. him feel safe. Get him his cat food. <laughs> he would be a cat. Oh yeah, absolutely. Darren, this, we love you. We do love you, Darren. <laughs> Mm-hmm, Legitimately, do. we do love you, Darren. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> Isaac, do you have any actual black content creators, oh. or was that your entire bit? No, 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 no. There's obviously, <laughs> there's Destiny, obviously. Oh, thank um, you. Just honestly, like, full of so much insight. Uh, I love the fact that you're ruining shows that I enjoyed when I was younger, but it's it's a good thing because you're opening my eyes to, like, you know, oh, this is this is actually a problem. Um, when you know, I think uh, Burnout Bright Pod was introduced to me by Andy. Um, and literally, you guys have you have entered the pods I listen to when I cook, which is a special uh position. You know, like, it's it's, it's a title of honor, really, because uh, <laughs> I, I do love cooking, but at the same time, it's boring as fuck. It's such a scam. It's I'm here boring. for one it hour really to enjoy myself for 10 minutes. Um, but yeah, like you guys make it a lot easier. Um, that makes me um, happy. I'm glad to hear that. And then you've got the other UK uh, black content creators. So obviously you've got the authors, you've got Men and Gamers, um, you've got Nay Saga, you've got Nerd Council. Just great content. You've got um, uh, Brown Sugar Saga, who a massive shout out to because she put me on uh, Tokyo Revengers, which has got to be one of the best animes I've seen in a long time. I jumped the gun because I was watching it. And I got to episode 12, and that was also the end of her reviews. And I was like, oh, most anime stuff at 12. So I binged out the manga, and then they're now on episode 24. So I might have jumped the gun a little bit. I could have enjoyed manga a little bit longer, but whatever. And then obviously there's, you know, Mr. Midas, who is, uh, I think he's a robot. Like, he, he's just, the content just keeps on coming out. And I'm yeah. like, so when do you have My, Midas is, Midas, everything he touches is gold. 
Ooh. I mean, yeah, he picked it. He, he did not miss when he picked that name. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know when he sleeps, honestly. I don't think he does. He's on his no days off ish. For real. <laughs> um, and then I guess like some like non UK gamer thing. Oh, no, actually, this. No, he still counts as non UK gamer because he is UK, but he's not a gamer. There's a guy called Amigos Code. And so I've just recently become a software developer and he like has lots of uh, videos on like different frameworks, different languages, et cetera, et cetera. And honestly, he got me through my training. He gets me through work sometimes. I'm just there like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And then like 20 <laughs> minutes later, I'm like, okay, all right, I can, I can continue until lunch, until the next problem. Um, there's, there's two guys who, you know, deal with Smash stuff. One guy's called Larry Lur, one guy's called like Wadi. So the Smash community, I guess it's a little bit diverse, but no, you know, it is very diverse, but at the same time, it's nice seeing someone black, uh, you know, review, especially because one of them plays with like my main character. Um, so it's good to see, you know, applications of that. Uh, I'm absolutely garbage at Smash, but you know, it's nice Me seeing too. someone do, yay! <laughs> it's nice seeing someone do like great things with my character. So I'm like, huh. Character is actually good, and then one day, if I try hard <laughs> enough, I could be that good. I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna try that hard, but it's uh, yeah, it's nice to see what you can do. And um, yeah, like there are a lot more content creators who are of color, and just in that list alone, that is that's more content creators than I black content creators that I knew existed like five. 10 years ago so that's such a good thing because honestly i think i only remember as you said earlier um and the ksi that's that's all like yeah. you um and that's like i'm so happy that even from a young age a part of me was just like what's happening here because yeah the way i'd be dead if i tried to interact <laughs> with my mom like that in any way shape or i i wouldn't be here i'd six feet under like she brought me into mm. this world She'd take me She'd out take you well. out <laughs> yeah, exactly. so, uh, i don't know how he's gonna move this but i'm i'm not even gonna know yeah so uh but yeah like it's good to see you know more of us out there um and again it's just like you see someone looks like you and i don't know what it is but it's just easier to take in what they're saying i guess um so yeah that's me what about you oh, Andy? lovely I have so many. Hopefully, I hope I don't forget any. Um, so I'm gonna shout out Destiny as well. Just gonna give the love back. Burnout Briar is honestly one of my favorite podcasts to listen to, and uh, an I amazing like to... duo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm the three of you are amazing. <laughs> I just like to listen to podcasts uh, while cooking. I like to listen to podcasts in the gym actually. So. You're one of the podcasts that I listen to in the gym, and uh, it, it yeah, that that's like really high praise because like when I'm in the gym, like I'm on my worst behavior. Like I'm not a nice person. <laughs> don't talk to me. Don't ask me to use the bar. Don't ask me how many sets I've got. I've got ten. Right, go away. So um, yeah, I definitely need something to get me in the mood. And the three of you work perfectly. It feels like you've been friends your entire life. And yeah, like. It's a lot for me to like focus while I'm, you know, lifting heavy. So I, I really do appreciate you. And I hope you continue to uh, be amazing and get all the game codes and review everything. So, yeah, I've been really proud I'm of trying. like. 
No, yeah, honestly, I've been really proud of seeing like the summer. The summer of burnout bright has been mad. Like the amount of things you've just covered, people you've gotten on. Like I saw the um uh was it Black Voices in Gaming? I thought that your coverage of that was amazing. Um and I'm a big fan of Matt, I'm a big fan of Darren, and especially you, Destiny, when the way you get when it comes to like social um topics and racism, like it is really empowering just to like feel your passion through um through the, the pod so yeah just really big fan of you thank you <laughs> don't be crying because <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll have to take the compliment back <laughs> I might start crying too yeah, so yeah that, like cartoon where he just sucks the tear right back <laughs> in his face that's what just happened I'm so sad uh huge shout out to Mr Midas who went out of his way to tag me and was like, listen to Burnout Brighter, work together. Um, this Mr. Midas is a unique individual and arguably one of the hardest working people in any media or realm. I am a big fan of his work. Like, I think he's one of the funniest people and no one else could be Mr. Midas. Like his energy yeah. is genuine. And if anyone else was to try and replicate it, you would spot it from a mile away. So mm -hmm. massive shout out to Mr. Midas. Really love what he does. Um, he's a great guy. Uh, and he knows talent. Like I'm hooked on Burnout Writer. He put us, you know, in, in communication with each other. Um, and he's been really nice to us. He's always given us some good advice. He's been on the pod as well. So um, yeah, no, nothing but respect for him. Uh, other people include Nerd Council, specifically Timmy, because he is the heart and soul of that brand. I, I've got a lot of love for the brothers. The reason why we, I don't know if you know anything about KSI Destiny, um, but he was very much the standard for a long time before we started making content. And he was like the one black British person making YouTube videos. So he is big now because of that. But a lot of his humor was like self-deprecating, you know, um, anti-black humor, you know, throwing stuff at his mum and brothers and stuff um, and joining in with the white um, kids making racist jokes, which made them think it was okay to make those jokes. So, you know, not a fan of KSI at all or anyone um, of that ilk. Um, but like when people are just themselves on camera, like uh, Nerd Counselor, I love that. Um, got a shout out Steph from Naysaga, one of the first people to do it in the UK. Um, it is amazing to see what she's made of her platform now. She's uh, arguably the biggest out of all of the UK brands. And it's really good to see that, you know, people like Pandora and PlayStation and FIFA are now just working with her because when she started, you know, she was, you know, spending her own money getting these venues and tournaments done. And now FIFA are like, don't worry about that. We'll take care of that for you. So <laughs> yeah, seeing that growth has just been beautiful to see. Um, I want to give Nigel from Mayamada a massive shout out because I think what he's doing is really inspirational. And my thing is when people are doing different things fundamentally to what everyone else is doing, I love that even more because you stand out. He is making manga, original manga. And that I is saw that. So I thought that sick. was dope. Yeah, we, we all love manga. And it's just so cool to see someone that looks like us behind it. Um, He's worked with brands like BBC and, and so many other big brands that, yeah, I'm just like really proud to to see what he's made of his brand. And I hope that um, he can bring Gamepad back to, you know, the in-person vibe because they're a vibe like none other. We were able to work with him once and yeah, I can't remember a better feeling that I've had with uh, 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 a fellow content creator. So 
yeah, massive shout out to Nigel. There's like obviously there are a lot of other people, men and gamers. If I did not mention men and gamers, you know, <laughs> I would You've be some sort of them. fraud. You they put are... me on to them. <laughs> they are nothing but stars in the making. Like Annabelle is one of those people who I don't think she sleeps just because she's working on so many things. She's working on the book. She's working on, you know, tournaments. She just went to Ghana to host some tournaments. Like okay. she's just about world domination. And Alan is just the GOAT. Um, he is a brother of Thanos brother in Thanos, I should say. He understands, he believes in the chaos. And um, he is one of my favorite people of all time because he will start an argument for no reason. Uh, we met up in <laughs> not too long ago and he argued with like 15 people because he could. <laughs> Just legendary goat shit. Um, he, he is a problem and um, I hope no one solves him. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I am stealing that. I'm, oh my God, you're a problem and I hope nobody solves you. I mean that in the best Gold. possible way. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Um, yeah, Four Eyes Academia is another brand that I'm really fond of. I know a lot of them well and I'm really proud of what they've done with their brand as well. Um, yeah, I I love how they've incorporated manga as well because there are a lot of people talking about anime but not so many talking about manga and comics and all stuff nerdy. So I'm really happy for them and I wish them every success. Sonic Fox, who is possibly the greatest Dragon Ball Fighters player ever, he, they are my favorite esports athlete just because of their emotion. I love how they are not afraid to be a furry. Like, <laughs> they just wear the hot, I don't know how he does it as well. He just, they just have the, the fox head and that must get hot in there. I don't know must, how they, yeah. they manage it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> But they are such a talent. I am such a fan of them. I'd love to meet them uh, at least once in my lifetime. You will. We're oh. going to put that positive <laughs> energy out there. You absolutely yeah. There we will. go. I'll claim it. <laughs> and if I, if I haven't mentioned you, I really am apologetic. But there's just so many people making content. Um, Pyro Kid Sosa, who made our theme music. What a legend he is. Love, love him. Absolute legend. DLK Games, we've had him on the pod. His energy is just like Mr. Midas. It's unique and it's very genuine. No one else could ever be like him. And yeah, I'm a genuine fan of DLK Games. I always try and make time for him to watch his streams. I just just love it. Um, there's so many great people. Shanghai, I don't know if you're familiar with Destiny, but UK-based content creator, big Sonic fan. Didn't realize <laughs> there was Sonic. such a big Sonic fan. So um, yeah, just oh, like... And uh, their outfits are just on point all the time. So yeah. you're giving me so <laughs> many people to like go and watch. I I need more black content YouTubers because I will sit there and watch someone play an entire game that I never, <laughs> never plan on buying myself. Yeah. Like that's what I did with <laughs> The Witcher. <laughs> he played that game for two years and I would tune in and be like, oh shit, it's another three hour episode of shenanigans. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I want to support y'all. Like, you know, when they put this up, comment or something, tell me, tell me who you are so I can go and subscribe and like watch your shit because I will do it late at night when I ain't got nothing to do. <laughs> Absolutely. Um Someone who is already made, Mighty Keith, one of my favorite content creators, always has it on point with the YouTube videos. 
Um, one of our good friends, Miles, put me onto him, and I think he's coming <laughs> on the show. I think. No way. No. I think no so. way. If I'm thinking of the same person, yeah, I think he's coming on. That's so cool. Don't lie to me, Destiny. Okay, look, I'm scared. <laughs> like I'm real scared right now. Ask Matt, because now I'm not sure. But I, I, that's not like a, um, an average name that you see. No. So not. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking it's the same person. Like I think he posted a tweet, like he wanted to support creators and podcasts and he oh. told people to if you'd like me to come on da, 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 message me so mm. oh, we did so, cool. so i think i'm pretty sure that's him nice. i I'm, yeah. I'm there i want this podcast tomorrow <laughs> yeah he has a little blue star thing by his name yeah, right yeah yeah, yeah 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 he's verified yeah. same dude hey right. hey nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, that's a huge flex <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, there, there are just so many mutuals um, that we could just go on and on about just amazing content creators out there. Um, and if we haven't mentioned you or we didn't mention your favorite black content creator, please leave a comment or hit us up on Twitter and or Instagram streamcast underscore. Let us know who your favorite black content creators are. Just Isaac. a quick one, because I can't believe I forgot them. Ooh. The Nerd Alternative. Brilliant pods. Yes. Like, yes. Hey, he's a man of chaos. <laughs> Um, and it's, it's, is it Ram and... Ram and Levi. Ram and Levi. That's, oh, I forget the name Levi as well. Such um, a cool just name. like you forgot yeah, the name Darren. I, know, right? I I'm sorry. <laughs> Goldfish memory as well. Um, but yeah, really enjoy their pods as well. Um, again, I listen to them when I cook too. Uh, they had a really good one on Invincible, um, and just agreed with all of their points. Uh, and I was just like, yeah, it's really good. Cause I don't. Like in my circles, not everyone, you know, enjoys the same content I do. But like when you listen to these pods, it's like, oh yeah, there's more people out there who share the same, you know, thoughts and whatnot. And I'm like, this is great. Um, and you know, sometimes I do enjoy the chaos a little bit. So when Hailey yeah. starts talking, it's like oh, it's amazing. Just just a smidge. Um, because <laughs> okay. Hailey is chaos incarnate. I I wouldn't know what that's like, but um, you know, it's good. Hailey to, is you, yeah. but on the nerd alternative. <laughs> That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. please forgive me for getting their names, but yeah, they are absolutely one of my favorites. They are another podcast that I listen to in the gym. I will never forget um, trying to bench while listening to them rip on Final uh, Fast and Furious Nine, and they shot on that film differently. It was so funny. <laughs> they should stop making them. They should, but the money, it's too much money now. Like Fast and Furious will legit make itself. It doesn't even need to be a director anymore. That's true. Like, <laughs> that's it true. makes itself. Wait till they go Weird. I um, just feel like they've done everything they could do with the fast cars and the robbing and the family. Like mm -hmm. they could always go underwater. They could always explore. I love that. Planets. Like yours was like pirates, and now you're like they can go underwater. <laughs> I like we need One a piece. water team in there. <laughs> It's like with Caribbean, like parts of the Caribbean. Well, they could go on land and uh, we could see what's going to happen there. <laughs> I want to shout out Inel because we know him and he's great. Inel's making moves, man. Inel's just a great actor, a great he, guy, great comedian. Yeah. Nothing bad to say about him. He's great. He was on the Love Island ads as well this year, which is like 
really good content for us, us Brits here. So I think mm. you've got a Love Island in America, which is a lot better. I don't but... know what that is. Um, that might be for the best. Yeah, okay. it, it, it's 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 not for the brain. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, no. Attractive people go to an island and you know they have sex and stuff, and um, uh, the prettiest couple win gets the chance to win money. So the, the whatest couple, the freakiest couple, prettiest. Oh, the pretty. That's mm. so shit. Well, is that how it works? Yeah. Oh, I definitely well, would watch that. People vote aesthetically, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Who's that guy on TikTok who just made like a million dollars by just pointing out the normal? Oh, shit that I love that guy. He's <laughs> he's making moves. He's in adverts now. Legit yeah. Adverts. He's like, <laughs> I used to be mad though. I used to be like, just put some lotion on your hands before you film your videos. Oh, piece of you, you hate I'm not hating. <laughs> Present your it's, best self. We gotta present our best it's self. Part of his brand. <laughs> no, it's not because he don't like dusty in them ass. He might chalk up before shoots just to <laughs> keep it on. <laughs> might put on the cream and then the chalk, so underneath you know his skin is good. Like I want him to stay beautiful, long and young and moisturized. So That's just. <laughs> um, I also want to shout out our really good friend Jordan, who's a comedian. He hates it when I bring up that he's a comedian, but he's actually very funny. I think he's the funniest out of all of us, and um, yeah. I really hope that we get to see him the same way that a lot of people see, like Mo and um, Munya. Um, they're really funny. Oh, he's the goat. He's the goat. He's so funny. Um, so <laughs> we have a in microaggression. Of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we have a bunch of indie comedians in the UK, and some of them have really made it big. Um, big Shaq is one of them. Uh, so. After yeah. this, please give me a list of these. Like, I, I need yeah. we'll have to, more yeah. content, you know, because usually I meet British people and I'm like, God, you guys are so mean. But that's probably just because I dated them and they were assholes. But, um... <laughs> well, I will say Londoners are mean, especially on the... If we're on the way to or from work, do not talk to us. We but that's like care. New York. But okay, you guys fair. are, like, you guys oh, are really, fair. really nice. Yeah. You Wait, are. You mean. No, no, no. Not all people from England are mean. I've just met some people oh, from fair. England who yeah. are mean. And I think maybe it's just because I dated them and I have a thing for assholes. Mm -hmm. But um, you guys are really, really It's true. It's true. Like, I don't even realize it. I'm like, I think I equate ass assholeness to tough. And that's uh, that's not that's not, not what it is. No, that's not what it is. No, okay. So I'm learning. It took mm -hmm. me a long time. But here we are. That's good. You know, it's good yeah. to learn and better yourself as a result of it and put lotion on your hands as you get more famous always yeah oh not even as you get more famous just always yeah just the start. <laughs> like so, yeah. i mean like you should always be moisturizing right, mm -hmm. right? look you guys look moisturized thank you that's why i'm always late to record stuff i'm like yeah yeah like, i'm making i'm just gonna double check it. everything i'm that cocoa butter up. baby that that's shea it. butter <laughs> <laughs> once again thank you so much destiny for hanging out with us please promote yourself where can the people find you and mm. your cohorts guys you can find me and my homies darren and matt over at the burnout brighter podcast where again we talk about social justice issues we talk about video games we talk about mental health in the industry basically we talk about anything that comes you know up like i think we talked about pizza and french fries the other day so you know whatever we talk about whatever and make like great content i'm so proud of them we're trying to use our platform to just uplift voices that include diversity and inclusion 
And honestly, yeah, that's where you can find me. You can find me over on my Instagram, but I will tell you that it is shenanigans and I post random. Actually, don't follow me there. Um, go to <laughs> Uh, <laughs> go to my, go to my, <laughs> I mean, if you find me like kudos to you, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a challenge now it's a game. Okay. But, <laughs> but, um, yeah, follow me over at Twitter and I'm also a writer at level one gaming now. So I started putting Ooh. out articles Ooh. about indie nice. games and, um, yeah, like just, just look me up, find me. I'm I'm always down to meet new people and talk to creatives and like get this ball running. And if you're black, especially reach out to me because I want to hear from you. I want to know what you're doing with your life. And if you need help, if you just need, if you're starting out and you just want a platform to like shout yourself out, hit me up. We'll get you on the Burnout Writer Podcast. Amazing. Sweet. And where can people find your comics again? Oh yeah, that. So you can find... <laughs> <laughs> you can find my webcomic on facebook it's pudding and flan um you can also find us over on instagram and i'll make sure to give them the details so you can just like click it in the description below it'll be in the description and if you are watching this podcast on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the Streamcast, youtube.com forward slash Streamcast. Tap the bell and set it to all so you get every single one of our videos as soon as it goes live. We are just putting out a lot of stuff right now, and um, I really hope that you enjoy the content that we put out. Our podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. That includes Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If we do not currently air our episodes where you like to have them, please let us know. Hit us up. And if your platform allows you, please give us a rating because that greatly helps us out. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, Streamcast underscore. Follow on Twitch, Streamcast TV. Check out our website, thestreamcast.co.uk, where you can find a lot of weird facts about the industry, what we want to do about it, and um, our blog posts. And we will be speaking at the Develop Brighton conference. We'll be speaking with many indie gamers, including authors. And other great people will be there as well. We'll be talking about diversity in the gaming scene. So make sure you get your tickets. We'll put another link in the description so you can check that out. And uh, we are also on Patreon. So if you'd like to support us directly, please feel free to. We'll put our link inside and you get perks like exclusive content. So yeah, make sure to support us any way you can. That is it, I think. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, and they'll also be on the Burnout Brother podcast for Black History Month. Um, when we're in partnership and we're in partnership with Yuki and Raise the Game. So guys, that will be a much shorter show. It'll be about 30 minutes. <laughs> so Yeah, you'll have to guys. stop us. <laughs> uh, really quickly, I want to give a shout out to Blue Microphone who supplied us with a stream cam and a blue yeti and uh, empowering us to give you the best possible content, whether that be podcasts, live streams, or otherwise. So thank you, Blue. This podcast is powered by Blue, and we hope to be powered by Blue for many, many more years to come. Go Blue. <laughs> Go Blue. And um, we'll be at EGX and Comic-Con, so we hope to see you at both of those events. But until the next streamcast, please take care of yourselves and your loved ones. Stay safe, and we'll see you on the next streamcast. Bye-bye. Bye, have a beautiful time. Yeah.